What does it take to get a more in-depth look into the week's top local news stories? The Debrief brings you inside for a one-on-one conversation with our reporters every week, right here, right now. The Debrief. Welcome into The Debrief. I'm your host, Adam Cooperstein. Gun laws in New York State are among the strictest in the nation, but the Supreme Court has now overturned one of those laws, making it easier to carry a concealed gun in public in New York State. For more than 100 years, New Yorkers were required to show special need in order to get a concealed carry permit. However, the court's conservative majority, in a 6-3 to ruling, has decided that law is unconstitutional. It's a big win for gun rights advocates. It's a big win for the NRA. And it has major implications, not just for New York, but for other states that have similar laws, including New Jersey. And today on The Debrief, we're going to talk to two New York district attorneys about why they fear and believe that this could not come at a worse time. But we begin with News 4 government affairs reporter Melissa Russo. Okay, Melissa, you've been reporting on this all day as soon as we heard this news from the Supreme Court. The mayor, the governor, they knew there was a very high likelihood this would happen. Now that it's a reality, what are they doing? Yeah, Adam. Eric Adams has been talking about this ruling since he was a candidate for mayor last summer. He said it was the thing that kept him up at night. So both he and Kathy Hochul um, have said that they would take steps to try to blunt whatever the impact is of this ruling because they pretty much predicted it was going to go down this way. And they said all along that they really needed to see what the ruling said before they could decide strategically how to try to limit its impact. But I can tell you that lawmakers in Albany, Governor Hochul, Mayor Adams are all um, already talking about this. Governor Hochul is going to call a special legislative session, which means she's going to bring Albany lawmakers who've gone home for the summer back into session. And because this ruling um, says you can no longer ask Um, a person applying for a carry permit to show a special need for self-defense. And because that means that more ordinary uh, people with ordinary needs for special uh, self-defense would be lining up for permits. The question is, where can you restrict those people who are more likely now to get carry permits from carrying them? And that means that the state legislature will go back to Albany and very likely uh, decide on sensitive locations. Those could be schools, those could be subways, those could be government buildings. Kathy Hochul indicated today it could mean businesses, uh, unless business owners uh, say otherwise. So uh, we're expecting the legislature to come back into session. Um, The governor also said that she's looking into some other permitting limits, um, like, for instance, putting a requirement, a new requirement in that in order to get a carry permit, you have to undergo a new uh, training requirement. Now, it's possible that uh, they can implement those new permitting requirements and that they, too, could be challenged just like this last one was. But we'd have to just wait and see. Mm -hmm. Um, Governor Hochul says she'll be um, bringing the legislature back and we would expect action sometime not long after the Fourth of July weekend. Okay, interesting. So there's going to be some back and forth here. Uh, the, the timing of it is going to take a little bit. And so for now, there's this uh, de- you know, delicate period where we have concern from some lawmakers, law enforcement, politicians saying they're worried about 
the, the, the very near future about how the public interprets this. That's what yeah. you're hearing, right? It is. And in fact, um, I asked the governor that question today, you know, what changes today? And she said uh, she wanted to make it very clear in case it's not already clear that just because you have a gun permit, you own a handgun in New York. That does not mean uh, post this ruling that you can now carry that gun around New York. Uh, the mayor also reiterated that nothing changes today. In fact, uh, the Supreme Court sent this case back to the lower court, which we think is likely, according to experts, uh, to give New York State a grace period in which they can go back and uh, pass a new law, adjust its law to comply with, with the Constitution. This decision, not only a big win for gun rights advocates and for the NRA, but there are Republican candidates in this race for governor who have celebrated it. What are you hearing from those candidates? Because we're right in the middle of a primary for the next leader yep. of this state. Yeah, Adam, the timing is interesting, right? The ruling coming five days before the Democratic and Republican primaries for governor in New York. Um, all of the Republicans, in answer to your question, have issued statements um, applauding this Supreme Court ruling saying it was the right thing to do. Um, and of course, Kathy Hochul is facing some interesting criticism on this from her Democratic rivals, both of whom, Jamani Williams and Tom Swazi, have been criticizing her for her past positions on guns. You may know that she, at one point, uh, when she was a member of Congress about 10 years ago, she had an A rating from the NRA. And at one point, she even voted to allow people who uh, are from out of state, whose home states allow them to carry guns there, uh, to, to bring those uh, guns and carry them in New York, although the, the bill didn't become a law. It, it was the way that she voted. And that is something that Swazi in particular has been hammering her for throughout this. And um, on the day of the ruling, Swazi uh, issued a statement saying that the Supreme Court ruling uh, had a straight line to Kathy Hochul on her votes. Whether or not that will make a dent in the minds of Democrats is unclear because Kathy Hochul has certainly uh, passed some measures after the Buffalo shooting that toughened New York State's gun laws and tightened up some areas where uh, where she felt that there was room for improvement. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely become an issue. And these mass shootings that we've seen both in New York, on a New York City subway, um, you know, the shooting on the Q train, all of this has sort of renewed the issue of guns um, as a local issue here in New York. And so if not in the primaries, then most definitely in the general election, uh, we will see this becoming an issue. We will see how the implications of this play out politically and in the public safety world here and uh, not only in New York City, but across the state. Melissa, always, as always, thank you for the insight. And joining us right now on the debrief is Bronx District Attorney Darcel Clark. DA, thank you so much for the time. This Supreme Court ruling, as, as you're dealing in the Bronx with what you've called a gun crisis, how does this ruling impact the work you're doing on the ground? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's, it is very disappointing of, of the decision from the Supreme Court. What we need in the Bronx is less guns on the street, not more. And what this decision does is allowing more people to be able to carry guns. The challenge of it is now is that um, with more people having guns, how is law enforcement going to know who is licensed to have a gun and who is unlicensed or who is not allowed to carry a gun? The decision doesn't mean that people just get a gun now. You still have to be licensed. You still have to go through background checks, things of that nature. But the thing is, once they're on the street and law enforcement encounters somebody who's carrying a gun, 
How do they know if they're doing it legally or illegally? And with more people having guns, it's just more opportunities for things to go terribly wrong, which is what we're seeing happening already with illegal guns. So more guns on the street means there's a possibility of having even more encounters with police, with private citizens, where at the end of the day, somebody can get hurt or killed. Gun rights advocates have celebrated this, and these are some of the same people who care very much about public safety, but their point is that this is not about illegal guns. This is about their constitutional right for permitted gun use. But you're, you're saying you're worried that it's going to be misconstrued. Yeah, it, it can be misconstrued. It, it, look, the Second Amendment is there. I would never argue against that. That is our, their constitutional right. But local jurisdictions should have the right to determine the restrictions of people having to use that Second Amendment right. And that's what we've had for centuries in New York. And it has worked well, I think. By doing this now, it, it causes more of the possibility for things to go wrong even more, even with somebody who legally possesses the gun. Things, you know, things are at an all-time high here on our streets. Tensions are high, period. People are afraid. Public safety is, you know, is being jeopardized. And by having more guns on the street is not going to um, increase public safety. It's going to jeopardize it even more. Keyshawn Sewell, the NYPD commissioner today, said nothing changes. And I know what she's getting at, but also the reality is if they go and arrest somebody with a gun who has a permit from out of state now, and that comes to, uh, comes to a prosecutor's office, that, that's, I don't know, it feels like this ruling means that somebody from Georgia comes to New York with a concealed carry permit that there's reciprocity now. Like that, that, I don't think that they that you'd be able to prosecute. Am I right? No, that that is probably right. And and you know that was the case before this ruling as well. We've always had people come in and bring in their guns from other places, and that is something that we had to take into consideration as to whether we did the prosecution or not. Did they break New York law technically? But if they were somebody who was licensed and gone through background checks and they had the right to carry it. Does it become a felony in New York if they just brought it here? Those are all the things that we considered at one time, but now this makes it even more difficult because people could come from anywhere now. And there are some states where there is no background check. You could just get a gun because you want a gun. You could walk in the store and get one. No licensing requirements, nothing. So that's what makes it even more challenging. At least here, with here, you still have to go through the background checks and licensing. So we know that somebody with a license went through the background checks and, and we know that they're not mentally ill. They don't, you know, have certain uh, 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 hindrances with them so that they would, could cause even more of, a, you know, a danger because we know who they are and, and how they possess it. But with people coming from other states, they can come carrying it and they don't necessarily even have to have a background check, but they have a license to carry it. So it, it is very confusing and it's very challenging. And we got a we got a lot to look ahead to see how this is really going to impact public safety. So what changes? Because again, the focus of this is on concealed carry permits. What do you think will change when it comes to the heart of the gun problems in New York City? I think what's the difference and what's changed now is that the law before, like you could apply for a gun, 
but you have to have a reason that you needed to carry it. That was part of the licensing process. That was part of the background check. What the Supreme Court did today was take that away in New York. They struck it down saying a person has a Second Amendment right to, to possess a gun or carry a gun, and they shouldn't have to give a reason why. What that does is, yes, people will still go through that process, but a lot more people now are going to be able to pass that licensing requirement and hopefully the background check, and it's going to be more people carrying guns. We don't need more guns on our street. We need less. I don't care if you legally possess it or you illegally possess it. The fact that the gun is in the public space is a problem for public safety. The Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, already came out and said, we are working on mitigating this. We're working on legislation. What can your office do? No, we're going to work with the legislators. We're going to work with the governor. We're going to work with the community on seeing how we can make this work for us. Look, we're in law enforcement. Our job is to enforce the law. So I can't circumvent it. I have to follow it. So we have to find a way that we can follow it that is also at the same time going to allow for public safety. What this decision does, it, 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 it's at odds to me with public safety because more guns on the street can't be good for public safety. It's not good for public safety. I already know that now with the number of illegal guns there. So with legal guns, it's even more guns where things can go wrong. I mean, that's all I can say. People may think that's speculative, but it's not. Guns have consequences and people carrying them, things go wrong. The mayor has talked a lot about the iron pipeline. We, of course, have reported about how people bring guns into New York City. Do you expect a run now on permits, on applications for permits in New York State? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Because a lot of people may have applied for them before and was denied because they couldn't say exactly why they needed. Some citizens like, look, other people have them. I'm afraid I should be able to have a gun to protect myself. I think that was the basis of the Supreme Court's decision is that the right to self-defense, the right to carry is a Second Amendment right, and it should not be restricted. So now that's no longer part of the restriction. They don't have to prove that. They just have to meet the licensing requirements and the background checks, and they'll be able to carry. D.A. Clark, one of the things in the Supreme Court ruling was that it didn't apply to sensitive locations. What would you like to see? Because that's a pretty broad term there. And, and when that's defined, where would you like to see those sensitive locations where the permits, even the concealed carry permit, you're still not allowed to carry? You know, in, in um, you know, public arenas, in, in um, schools, play, you know, playgrounds, just certain cities are so populated and dense. I mean, in New York City, you know, we have a lot of places that are like that. It just causes concern. I mean, the, between, you know, the legislators getting together and figuring out what those sensitive places are, prosecutors weighing in, saying what we think they are, the community talking about where they would not like to see guns, even though people may have permits. I think we can come up with those areas. But again, that's just going to be a challenge for the opposite side to say that shouldn't be, you know, a location. I should have a right to carry my gun in a place that you're now saying that I can't. So th this is going to be an ongoing, you know, an ongoing situation. But, you know, certain places that we just don't need guns there. We just had Uverde schools, you know, supermarket in Buffalo, like churches. Like there are places where 
like guns shouldn't shouldn't be. I want to get your take on this criticism coming from the city council's minority leader, Joe Borelli. He lashed out saying, thanks to New York DA's standard policy of dropping nearly every felony illegal gun charge to a misdemeanor to an attempted possession charge, many of those arrested for illegal guns could now qualify for legal gun ownership. What do you say to that? I don't know what Joe Borelli is talking about. He needs to come to the Bronx and see what I'm fighting for every day. I make sure I prosecute gun cases each and every day. I hold people who have illegal guns um, accountable for what they're doing and the harm they're causing in my community. He can't tell me what I do with my gun cases. Every case is different. This is not a cookie-cutter um, situation. This is real life. These are people's lives that are at stake. Victims who are hurt, defendants who are arrested, who I have to make sure that I protect their rights at the same time I'm trying to protect public safety. Don't tell me about my policies. I'm doing what I have to do to protect the people of the Bronx. Last thing for you, D.A. Clark, is uh, this one surprised some people. The Legal Aid Society came out today in support of the Supreme Court's overturning of this gun law in New York, and they said it was because this is a step toward ending arbitrary licensing standards that have inhibited black and brown gun ownership in New York. Do you agree with that? I mean, to a certain extent, they might be right because this levels the playing field. Now everybody, as long as they meet the criteria, gets to get one. So, yeah, I, I think there was some inequities in the licensing part. But my problem is the licensing should have been across the board fair for everybody in the first place. And that not everybody still, I don't care who you are, be able to get one because it threatens public safety, in my opinion. I don't care what the racial background, economic background, etc. More guns in the Bronx is not going to help public safety. D.A. Clark, thank you so much for your time, and we appreciate your hard work. Thank you. And now let's welcome in Brooklyn District Attorney Eric Gonzalez. Uh, D.A. Gonzalez, thank you so much for joining us here. You said that this ruling from the Supreme Court is, quote, a nightmare for public safety. Why is that? Well, we know that New Yorkers are afraid that the city is moving in the, in the wrong direction in terms of gun violence. Um, and what this uh, new law is going to do, striking down our regulations in New York State, is going to mean that there are going to be many more guns on the streets, thousands of more guns on the streets. And that when uh, all the science shows us and all the data shows us when there are more guns, there's more gun violence. There's not less gun violence. I know people think that guns make them safer, but the data is really clear on this. Um, the states that have the most permissive gun laws have the highest uh, rates of gun violence. You have shootings and uh, suicides and children finding the guns and, and family violence uh, where there's a gun in the household. And so this is going to be a tremendous uh, challenge for New Yorkers. It's going to be a tremendous challenge for our police department figuring out who can have a gun and who can't have a gun. Um, and we're going to see uh, more violence because these folks are not going to be trained on how to properly use the gun. We live in such close proximity to each other. The density in the city um, is so close. Anytime someone discharges a firearm, you know, people blocks away could be in jeopardy. DA, what do you say to the argument from gun rights advocates that this is about law-abiding citizens having the right to protect themselves in a situation where there is increased gun violence and there is a lack of public safety? Well, the Supreme Court has given them a favorable ruling, and we have to re respect 
uh, what the court has come down with, but we also need our state legislature to um, provide uh, limitations uh, and uh, regulation for this. Uh, the Supreme Court went out of its way to say that there is valid limits on uh, what we can, the type of weaponry we can have and the limits, um, but that the city um, could not, you know, cause people to show why they needed a gun as opposed to say um, that they could show that they were qualified to have that gun. And so there's things that we need to look at about who can have those guns, what type of crimes, criminal histories people could have, mental health histories, and of course, sensitive locations that I think most New Yorkers would agree we don't want people carrying uh, guns in certain locations. Like what kind of locations should we think of as sensitive locations? Well, I think we're going to see our courts and our government buildings, schools, you know, the subway system. Uh, there's a, a scheme very similar to this in Chicago. Uh, as far as I know, that scheme has been found fine and there's not really a serious constitutional challenge to um, saying that there's certain locations that are sensitive. And of course, while the Supreme Court has said that people have a right to possess a gun for self-defense, ordinary New Yorkers also have a right to exclude people from their homes and their private businesses uh, if they didn't want those to be gun-free locations. Do you worry that the headline here, which is Supreme Court strikes down gun restrictions, gives some people the false impression that this just means you can carry a gun in public in New York? Absolutely. It's a great fear. We're going to need a, a campaign, an education campaign that tomorrow you can't walk around with a firearm. Uh, people will still have to go through the permitting uh, process. Um, and we expect the police department to continue to enforce the laws. Uh, but there will be a lot of litigation around this. And, uh, you know, we're going to it's been sent back to the Second Circuit for for fact finding and uh, to see what kind of restrictions are possible. One question back to the sensitive locations issue, because I want to make sure I understand this as it stands now. Can a New Yorker with a concealed carry license lawfully carry a gun on public transit on a subway? Yes, um, because right now those aren't uh, the, we, the state legislature has not deemed these places sensitive locations. However, even if you have a gun license, if you walk into a courthouse, you may have to check it in. Uh, there are places where you're precluded from bringing a firearm. And so that that's that will continue to be good law, I believe. Um, and, you know, it, it's difficult because yesterday, I released a stop violence plan in Brooklyn uh, because we've made a lot of progress in reducing gun violence in the county. Um, and I think this puts us in the wrong direction. We saw a statement from Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis blaming bail law for the, the rise in unlawful uh, firearms out there and criminals walking the streets saying that, that where was the outrage about that? Now all the Democrats are putting their outrage towards a law for concealed carry permits and that it's hypocrisy. What do you say to those kinds of comments? Right. New Yorkers have been fighting against gun violence uh, for a long time, and there's nobody who um, is happy about gun violence. In fact, much of the effort of, of our mayor and our governor is to limit and to reduce gun violence in our city. Uh, we have to, again, remind people that owning a gun, um, the stats are pretty clear, People who um, have gun ownership are more likely to be hurt by that firearm than people who don't have a gun. District, District Attorney Gonzalez, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us.
And a big thanks to all of you for joining us on The Debrief. Thanks to our production team as well, Melissa Mack, Ben Berkowitz, and Kiki Interasawan. And thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Debrief.